Chapter Six of Andiron Tales by John Bangs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Literary Bellows. What kept you so long? asked the poker, as the andiron and bellows came up. Was our friend Bellows out of breath or what? No, I wasn't out of breath, said the bellows. I never am out of breath. You might as well expect a grocer man to be out of groceries as a bellows to be out of breath i wasn't long either at least no longer than usual which is two foot three a longer bellows than that would be useless for our purpose i simply didn't want to come that's all i was very busy writing when they interrupted me it was very kind of you to come when you didn't want to said tom no it wasn't said the bellows i didn't want to come then i don't want to be here now and i wouldn't blow the cloud an inch for you if i didn't have to but why do you have to asked tom i'm outvoted that's all replied the bellows you see my dear weasel dormouse whispered the poker i mean dormouse said the bellows correcting himself you see i believe in everybody having a say in regard to everything i always have everything i can put to a vote consequently when righty here came down and asked me to help blow the cloud over and i said that i wouldn't do it he called lefty in and we put it to a vote as to whether i'd have to or not they voted that i must and i voted that i needn't and of course that beat me so here i am well it's very good of you just the same said the poker you aren't quite as good-natured as i am but you come pretty near it most people would have left a matter of that kind entirely to themselves and then voted the way they felt like voting you aren't selfish anyhow yes i am said the bellows i'm awfully selfish you're not either said the poker oh goodness ejaculated the bellows what's the use of fighting i say i am let's have a vote on it said righty i vote he isn't so do i said tom me too said lefty those are my sentiments likewise put in the poker oh very well then i'm not said the bellows with a deep-drawn sigh but i do wish you'd let me have my own way about some things i want to be selfish even if i'm not well we are very sorry said the poker but we can't let you be we need you too much to permit you to be selfish besides you're too good a fellow to be selfish i knew a boy who was selfish once and he got into all sorts of trouble nobody liked him and once he gave a big dinner to a lot of other boys not one of them would come and he had to eat all the dinner himself the result was that he overate himself ruined his digestion and all the rest of his life had to do without pies and cake and other good things it served him right too do you think we are going to let you be like that mr bellows i suppose not said the bellows but stories about selfish boys don't frighten me i'm a bellows not a boy i don't give dinners and i don't eat pie and cake plain air is good enough for me and i wouldn't give a cent for all the other good eatables in the world except doughnuts i like doughnuts because after all they are only bellows cakes but come let's hurry up with the cloud i want to get back to my desk i have a poem to finish before breakfast this statement interested tom hugely he had read many a book but never before had he met a real author 
and even if the bellows had been a man so long as he was a rider tom would have looked upon him with awe excuse me he said hesitatingly as the bellows began to wheeze away at the cloud do you really write well no said the bellows no i don't write but i blow a story or two now and then you see i can't write because i haven't any hands but i can wheeze out a tale to a stenographer once in a while which any magazine would be glad to publish if it could get hold of it one of my stories called sparks blew into a powder magazine once and it made a tremendous noise in the world when it came out i wish you would tell me one said tom are you a stenographer asked the bellows no said tom but i like stories just the same well said the bellows i'll tell you one about jimmy tompkins and the red apple hurrah cried tom i love red apples so did jimmy tompkins said the bellows and that's why he died he ate a red apple while it was green and it killed him there was a pause for an instant and the bellows redoubled his efforts to move the cloud which for some reason or other did not stir easily go ahead said tom when he thought he had waited long enough for the bellows to resume what on asked the bellows on your story about jimmy tompkins and the red apple tom answered why i've told you that story retorted the bellows jimmy ate the red apple and died what more do you want that's all there is to it it isn't a very long story suggested tom ruefully for he was much disappointed well why should it be demanded the bellows a story doesn't have to be long to be good and as long as it is all there i know said tom but in most stories there's a lot of things put in that help make it interesting all padding sneered the bellows and that i will never do if a story can be told in five words what's the use of padding it out to five thousand none said tom except that you can't make a book out of a story of five words oh yes you can said the bellows airily it isn't any trouble at all if you only know how and in the end you have a much more useful book than if you made it a million words long you can print the five words on the first page and leave the other five hundred pages blank so that after you get through with a volume as a story-book you can use it for a blank book or a diary most books nowadays are so full of story that when you get through them there isn't anything else you can do with the book it's a new idea said tom with a laugh and all my own invention too said the bellows proudly he's the most inventive bellows that ever was put in the poker that is in a literary way how many copies of your book of unwritten poems did you sell wheezy he added eight million returned the bellows that was probably my greatest literary achievement unwritten poems eh said tom to whom the title seemed curious yes said the bellows the book had three hundred pages all nicely bound twenty-six lines to a page and each beginning with a capital letter just as poetry should then so as to be quite fair to all the letters i began with an a and went right straight through the alphabet to z but the poems demanded tom they were unwritten just as the title said returned the bellows you see that left everything to the imagination which is a great thing in poetry didn't people complain tom asked 
everybody did replied the bellows but that was just what i wanted i agreed to answer every complaint accompanied by ten cents in postage stamps eight million complaints alone brought me in four hundred eighty thousand dollars over and above all expenses which were four cents per complaint but what was your answer demanded tom i merely told them that my book stood upon its own merits and that if they didn't like my unwritten poems they could write some of their own on the blank pages of the book it was a perfectly fair proposition the bellows replied i think i like written poetry best though said tom that's entirely a matter of taste said the bellows and i shan't find fault with you for that the only thing is that unwritten poems are apt to have fewer faults than the written ones and every great poet will tell you that nobody ever detected any mistakes in his poems until he had put them down on paper if he had left them unwritten nobody would ever have known how bad they were tom scratched his head in a puzzled mood he could not quite grasp the bellows meaning what do you think about it righty he demanded of the andiron oh i don't think anything about it replied righty i haven't watched poetry much you see lefty and i don't see much of it people light fires nowadays more with newspapers than with poetry what i've seen burns well observed the left-hand iron and don't make much ashes to get into your eyes but say wheezy if you'll do your blowing about this cloud rather than about your poetry we may get somewhere very well said the bellows fasten your hats on tight and turn up your collars i'm going to give you a regular tornado and he was as good as his word for expanding himself to the utmost limit he gave a tremendous wheeze which nearly blew tom from his perch sent his cap flying off into space and smashed the cloud into four separate pieces one of which bearing the poker floated rapidly off to the north while the other three sped south east and west respectively hi there cried righty as he perceived the damage done to their fleecy chariot what are you up to we don't want to be blown to the four corners of the earth pull in pull in for goodness sake or we'll never get together again there's no satisfying you fellows growled the bellows first i don't blow enough and then i blow too much stop growling and haul us back again cried the poker the bellows began to haul in his breath rapidly and by a process of suction soon had the four parts of the burst cloud back together once more by jingo panted lefty that was a narrow escape two seconds more and this party would have been a goner even as it is you've twisted my neck so i'll never get it back in shape again said the right hand iron well i'm sorry said the bellows but it's all your own fault you asked me to blow the cloud and i blew it you didn't say where you wanted it blown you needn't have blown it to smithereens just the same retorted the poker it doesn't cost anything to ask a question now and then where then demanded the bellows i'd like to find my hat said tom very well said the bellows i see it speeding off toward the moon and we'll chase after it but we'll never catch it if it misses the moon and falls past it into space the poker rose to his full height and peered after the cap which even as the bellows had said was sailing rapidly off in the direction of the crescent moon 
which lay to the west and below them hurrah he cried it's all right can you see it still asked tom anxiously for his cap was made of sealskin and he didn't wish to lose it yes it's all right said the poker it nearly missed but not quite if you will look through these glasses you will see it the poker handed tom a pair of strong field glasses and the lad gazing anxiously through them was delighted to see his wandering cap hanging as if on a great golden hook in the sky beneath them and which was nothing more than the last appearance of the moon itself good cried the right hand iron that settles the question for us of where we shall go next there's no choice left we'll go to the moon heave ahead wheezy whereupon the bellows began to blow at first gently then stronger and stronger and yet more strongly still until the cloud was moving rapidly in the direction they desired End of chapter 6